Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. you guys I haven't seen you since a thing that you Phil know, doesn't want to mention thanks for asking Aaron I'm doing what? pretty good you're welcome had a good sleep good BM dang what nice what is that from nice. your you butt <laughs> well, <laughs> that. have you checked your butt so the, have you I'm still kind of on the fence. That Office Ladies podcast. Yeah. I, I like the content of it. They're kind of, I don't know, whatever. It's fine. But the the guy who was on there, their guest this week was the guy who plays Mr. Brown on the discrimination. Yeah. On the Larry sensitivity training. Yeah. And he's like, he's one of the writers. Yeah. And he's really hilarious. But it is so funny. Like he has such a distinctive voice that he's in one episode of a show that came out like 20 years ago. And it's still like, as soon as you hear his voice, you know, that's him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He has a very distinct voice. Well, he was on a lot of other stuff too, but yeah, nothing quite as big. He had his own show. He yeah, did. He, like he was on the daily show for a while. Yes, right. exactly. He had, but he was and saying then how he funny had the nightly that, show of his own. Yeah. That nobody comes up to him and says, Larry Wilmore. It's like, Oh, yeah, from the Daily Show, or more often, it's just Mr. Brown, which is like, "Hey, Mr. Brown," <laughs> which is so terrible. Oh man, have you guys been listening to that? I have. I started. I listened to about half of that one today. I have not. I don't know, guys. I like The Office. Like, I have kind of a sick sense of humor, so I like kind of edgy stuff, like The Office. You know, Parks and Rec. I like the podcast. I'm I feel like. The ads are a little obnoxious sometimes. Oh, but that's I, just like any podcast. I have hmm. Stitcher Premium, so I don't hear oh, those ads. Because <laughs> I actually oh, listen. That's like the main God. thing that I consume is podcasts, and a lot of them are like really. Premium. That's the main thing you consume. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh crap! That was rough. <laughs> I'm dead. That was really really good, though. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Phil's actually crying, I think. No. Out of pain. Just Just sort of sad. (laughs) Empathy. He's experiencing empathy for the first time. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. That is is weird, though, because I don't even think about... And I have... have, you, I also mostly watch YouTube. Like, I don't uh, really watch TV, but sure. I'm not like, oh, I don't even own a TV. It's like, no, I just watch four hours of, like, right. you know, <laughs> stupid videos on YouTube. And, and I have YouTube Red, so I never see ads on YouTube either. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm pretty privileged, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what always drove me crazy is, like, Hulu, you would pay for Hulu. Yeah. And then you still had to watch ads? Yeah. I've been watching I've been watching YouTube live lately and it's kind of the mm-hmm. same way where it's like but but it's I don't know. Like it's the same way as cable TV, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I get it, but it's just like oh. Oh, after it, Netflix it sucks. One of the things they were talking about on that on the Office Ladies was they always have like the cold opens, but then at the very end, sometimes they would have like a little five or 10 second thing after the commercials. Uh, and that was like right at the time when TiVo was kind of a new thing. And I always felt like that was a way to like screw people up when they're trying to fast forward through the commercials. And they're like, Oh, there's some more office. And then it's just (laughs) like this five second thing, you know? Yes. They do that. Right. True. Isn't that exactly what it was? Yes. Yeah. And it was a way to like, 
Cause then there wouldn't be more commercials after that. It would jump right into the next show. So it was a way right. of like trying to keep you on that channel or whatever, you know, you're glued in. Yeah. Cause they would always do the thing where like you had that and then the credits would roll and it would go to like while small screen kind yeah, of like split screen while the, the new one's show. starting. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Also, I remember around that time was like when they started doing way more like in show advertisements. Yeah, so like, yeah, anytime dude. they would drive somewhere, they have to like talk about the features of the car there. Oh in. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> remember that little CD shredder they had? No. That was the first time it was egregious on the office was they had this little oh, mini shredder that would let you shred CDs and Kevin is shredding uh, one. And then there was an actual <laughs> commercial for it during the next commercial break. And I was like, Ugh. oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. That's funny. <laughs> Did they have commercials CDs. when you were a kid, Phil? Um, uh, They had like uh, cigarette just commercials. Cigarette ads, just cigarette commercials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or like try new lucky strike, see? <laughs> or like pomade or something. For some reason, the one that sticks out to me, and I don't know, maybe I've, it's because I've seen it in like multiple times um, recently. But like uh, Ricky Ricardo, it's a clip of Ricky Ricardo saying to Lucille Ball, um, like in in an episode, I think he he walks over and he goes, he goes, oh, what are you smoking? And she goes. Um, you know, I luckies or whatever, and he goes, Virginia he goes, oh, Sims. only the best, huh? And he goes, let me have one of those. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? Like, it's not, Dude. they're not even trying. A husband and wife too having this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Just, That's the type of thing you talk about with your lifelong partner. You know, <laughs> only the best, eh? Yeah, like, oh, I had no idea what cigarettes you smoked. Right, <laughs> twenty years I've spent with you. Speaking of cigarettes, do you hear who got lung cancer? Yes. <laughs> lifelong <laughs> yeah, lifelong cigarette proponent. Not only that, but he got another reward for his behavior, too. Oh, he's so much uh, good behavior. <laughs> medal of freedom. freedom. The Medal of Freedom, you guys. Dude. What is the Medal of Freedom? That's just like a, it's like I becoming saw a knight in the UK or something. The, like, whatever. I don't You know what? Screw it. He's a dirtbag. The funniest thing I saw was like <laughs> this guy, this post that was like scrat, you know, lifelong, lifelong proponent of you know supporter of cigarettes, blah blah blah, gets lung cancer, and the very first comment was, "Wow, I didn't even know cancer could get cancer." <laughs> Oof, which is like, yeah, it's kind of rough. That's good, <clears throat> but it's funny. It, it is, is funny. No, I mean it's good that he got cancer. Is what I'm. And it's say. funny that he got cancer. <laughs> yes, that's good and funny. <laughs> Freaking Rush, Rush Limbaugh, dude. More like did did one of like the people in Rush die recently? Didn't yeah, like, yeah. Drummer Neil Peart. Oh, Neil Peart, I believe it is. Peart. It's Peart. 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 It's Peart. Is it? Yeah, it is. I've heard interviews uh. of him. And I'm also the Does type say of person like who that? obsesses uh, about it's pronunciation. <clears throat> pronunciation. It's Neil Peart. I did not know that. I always thought it was Pert. That's because you are Peart. a stupid man. He is Canadian, <laughs> though. Neil was? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Is all is Rush a Canadian band? They're, uh, yes. I mean, in, they're known for being in Canadian. Theory. I don't know that all the members are necessarily Canadian, but I think they are. Mm. They're kind of mm. like the big... They're one of the biggest Canadian bands ever, I would think. Yeah, it's like them, you two, Nickelback, Beatles, Some Forty One, Rush, <laughs> Celine Dion, Martin, Brian Adams, Martin Short, freaking oh yeah. See what is it? SCTV. Did you ever watch that show? Justin yeah, Bieber, you guys, come on. Yeah, John Candy was on that too. John Candy was Rick Moranis. Do we watch Who's that dude? Who's that redheaded dude that was on it? Charles Grodin, maybe? Was he on there? I don't know. I don't know. My kids watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a couple weeks ago. Uh It's like such a cool era of films when there were so many practical effects, you know? Yes. Yeah, like Like the giant ant. Yeah, they just built this enormous ant out of (laughs) plaster and like rebar and crap. It's so great. (laughs) 
Oh, I get it. French class. <laughs> My son laughed so hard at that joke and he had no idea what it meant. Yeah. That was the funniest <laughs> thing is that like back then. Oh, yeah. I would re- repeat that line, but I didn't get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's just like the that's just like me with take off your pants and jacket. <laughs> well, yeah. about six months ago what that meant. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm a smart man. Blink-182 has dirty puns? <laughs> dirty puns? Oh, dirty you guys puns? you guys you guys listen to that new Dirty Pun album? <laughs> Dude, Dirty Pun's so good. So good. So good. Honestly though, have you listened to the new Jimmy Eat World? I know it's Honestly, not, I, I know have. It's not new new. It's like okay. It didn't it didn't blow I've me away. I've listened to it like while doing other things. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good for that. It's but fine. I, I mean, it's cool. It's not like I hate it. I'm not opposed <laughs> to it in any way. It's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> You're okay with it existing. Yeah, You're it's not, good. Like, it's actively going to boycott some good it songs. It's great. It's, it's okay. It's not bad. Do you guys, what? what's the split of music? Are you like me where you what's have to be listening under? to something all the time? Pretty much. What do you like, mean? Like if you weren't teaching, if you had a job where you were sitting at a desk and you weren't like reading or something, would you be listening to something most of the time? I, unfortunately, I, I like replaced a whole lot of my music listening with podcast listening. Yeah. That's what I did like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer, right? Is it, is that just what it means? What it's like to get old? <laughs> well, I feel like you, I can only can't do certain things with podcasts though. Like anything with like words or that's true. A lot. I can't listen to a podcast. Whoa. You just got way louder. Well, so thinking a lot I'm like driving, then so, podcasts are really good. Aaron, here's, and here's how I do it. And I, and this is, I'm, this is kind of weird that I have like podcasts that I know are more thinky yeah, mm-hmm. and more and ones that are more conversational. And there have been times where I'm like, Ooh, this is kind of deep and I'm having a hard time concentrating on it. And so instead of turning it off, I will go to something that's just more conversational. So instead of, and then like when I'm grading, I'll put on some like, uh, I'll put on music guy. that doesn't have words. Oh, uh, it's like you listen to podcasts while you're grading. <laughs> that's that's really hard. No, but you don't. It's really hard. You sure you can go all night? Um, well, what is it? What's your go to? Satisfying. <laughs> what's your go to? See, here's the weird thing. One of the weird. Th- this is the only weird thing about me. Um. I listen to a lot of old podcasts over and over again. <clears throat> so to give you an idea, my Stitcher app, that's what I use to listen to podcasts. It is taking up 43 gigs on my phone right now. Whoa. That's, that's not like... normal though. I should probably do something about that. <laughs> But it's not normal. So I'll listen. If I need to concentrate on something, I'll put on like some old comedy bang bang episode that I've heard a hundred times. And then it just basically just like background. Then it just blends into the background. Interesting. I'm kind of the same with music. Like there are certain types of music that I can listen to and, and still concentrate on other things and certain kinds that I have to like pay attention to. See, I, I still enjoy. like for me though a lot of hard music it actually lets me listen to other stuff. And weirdly I can fall asleep yeah. listening to like a lot of punk music and stuff. Yeah, same. I used to fall asleep listening to like hardcore and yeah. stuff all the time. Yeah. I'm just edgy like that, you know. What's your go-to instrumental music fed for grading? And why is um, it not explosions in the sky? Do you listen to, do you just go on YouTube and search lo-fi beats for studying or something? 
That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Not that there's anything Way wrong to go, with that. Aaron. I, I, just, I, only that because I, only, I only thought of that because someone was playing some music the other day. Like I went to this uh, like camp thing in the mountains. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But this dude was playing music. I was like, oh, what is that? And he goes, one of those sex lo-fi retreats. beats for studying. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, are you getting paid for this? For telling me that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't we have that conversation at NAMM? About lo-fi beats for studying? Maybe. It is good. Like, it is, like, yeah, related. Like, I really, really like it. Space in your there's, a, there's a reason it exists. Like, yeah. they've figured it out. Anything that's, like, repetitive and doesn't have a ton of dynamics is good for background stuff. Yeah. yeah. I actually just listen to, like, sexy music. So, like, 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 like Arkella. No, but like Are, 90s R and B. That's just like just the explicit. Whole, the entire series of Trapped in the Closet. Like yeah, all ninety four parts. Exactly. I said no, like the stuff that's that there's no like subtlety or innuendo. It's like first time I'll take off your panties. <laughs> then I'm gonna get out my lube. And it's like you don't need to go through the whole ritual here. We'll keep a towel next to the bed in case. <laughs> oh man in case what I don't know <laughs> things get out of hand or something it sounds like a Lonely Island song <laughs> it does step one I'm as funny as the Lonely Island guys I think is what you're trying to say That that is what he was saying I thought I said it pretty well. <laughs> so, but honestly, though, when I listen to music, I'm usually like in a better mood. Like I have a, well, even if I'm just commuting by driving, I usually take the bus. But like if I listen to music versus podcasts or YouTube videos, I'm usually in a better mood when I get home, but I still usually listen to podcasts. I don't know why that is. It's self-destructive. If you ever miss the bus, then you can listen to that crisscross song. Which one? I missed the bus. Oh. It's called I Missed the Bus. Is that Christopher Cross? No, it's Chris Cross. Oh, okay. Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac. Oh, yeah. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. I'm familiar with them. Gun Street Wiring Shop represents a brand new approach to the guitar wiring market. From their nothing is impossible philosophy to their community first attitude, Gun Street Wiring Shop is the premier maker of guitar wiring harnesses. Based in Central Oregon, Gun Street only does one thing. Make your guitar sound and play better. Bored with your standard switching? Gun Street. Need more options? Gun Street. Looking to nail that classic tone? Gun Street. You want to try something that's never been done before? Gun Street. Sean's always coming up with new circuit designs. He's always down to make something special to fit your exact needs. So hit him up now. GunStreetWiringShop.com Turn your SG into an OMG. Your Les Paul into a more Paul. Your Telecaster into a Telestar Blaster. And as always, members of the street crew get an extra discount at everything at GunStreetWiringShop.com. You guys I'm familiar with their style. <clears throat> Phil, yes. what are you thinking about? What? What are you thinking about? <laughs> why aren't you saying any words, Phil? What? what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> why, why are you asking me that? <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what you're thinking about. Well, I said, words hey, you guys, and then you said, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Like you interrupted me trying to <laughs> step into the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. But what tell me what you're thinking about. Well, what I was about to say is um we started going to a new church and the associate pastor Cole, that means um the assistant to the pastor. Say <laughs> yes. That means yes. second in charge. His name is Lieutenant. His name is Chris Cross. No. And when I, uh, when I, I, I don't said, think hey, lying, nice to meet you. <laughs> and I put out my hand and, and he said, crisscross. And I started laughing and he did not. Oh no. Did not laugh with me. <sighs> That's awful. And then I said, oh, I'm sorry. It's just that, you know, I loved your band in the nineties and then <laughs> nothing Dude. 
<laughs> Nothing. Uh, that's weird. A pastor that takes himself too seriously? Like, that's shocking. <laughs> so it would have been really funny if he would have said crisscross and then you said applesauce. <laughs> but it's is funnier it too that obvious? you said what you said. Is it too obvious to say laugh. jump, jump? <laughs> that's so... Um, jump, jump. So I'm... He's... How a can a guy named Chris Cross not, and I get it, like maybe he's tired of it, but like, is everybody making that joke? Like it can't See, be that's everybody. The thing. It has to be the, the case that like, it doesn't happen all the time. And in 93, it was, but okay, I think he looks like he's probably about 35. Okay. So Super how old, old were you guys when... Crisscross was like famous. Big. I was so I'm 37, seven. but I like remember Crisscross. Yeah, I remember him like from when a, I was like seven or eight or nine. Yeah, like when I was the right age to listen to them. <laughs> He's at the age of consent, at least. So I, I feel like it's not out of the question that he would have been aware of them as a child. Oh yeah, He's, he definitely like. It's really that he. He people made that joke to him all the time when he was a kid, and now he's still angry about it. Yeah, right. probably. But also, Wear like, pants backwards. I'm a new person at church. Yeah, just pretend. <laughs> like, pretend to laugh. Like you're a potential client. You know, kind, I know they don't of. like to talk about it in those terms, but that's the reality of the situation. Well, at yeah. the very least, it's like. I'm coming or, into your home, so you yeah. should be like hospitable to me. Yeah, or even just like you're another human being that I don't want to have an awkward <laughs> interaction with. Yeah. You know, that's so weird. That is it. Kind of. What's the guy? Oh, is it Michael Bolton? What's who's the guy in Office Space? Yeah, Michael Bolton. Is that who it is? He goes, Why should I change my name? He's yeah. the one that sucks. <laughs> He's the one that sucks. <laughs> so maybe there's some yeah. of that happening where he's just like so sick of. But but again, Michael like Chris Cross is more recognizable as just a thing, meaning like yeah, something Chris, Chris Cross, Cross is something else. <laughs> like I'm sure every like Michael Bolton, the first if you hear that name, that's the only thing that comes to your mind. If someone says Chris yes. Cross, you have to be in the minority of people by referencing the band. I would think. But also, if your last name is Cross, don't name your kid Chris. Why would you do that? Yeah, like even if it's not even without the band. <laughs> yeah, and also if your last name's Cross, like don't be Cross all the time, you know. Yeah, like then you're just reinforcing stereotypes, you know. That's how I see it, anyway. Hmm. That's how I see it. That's how I also see it. Hmm. So what what drove your decision to go to a new church? Am I allowed to ask that? Um, so yeah, yes, you are allowed to ask. Thank you. And the answer is it's personal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> unspoken. It's unspoken. <laughs> Cole, you don't get that joke, but it's really funny. <laughs> oh, unspoken. Yeah. Is that some freaking Bernigan thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's this thing where I like, haven't said Bernigan in a while. If so, you're like. You say like, oh, are there any like prayer requests? And people will say oh, like, okay. oh, you know, I'm going through this. Someone say like, yeah, I'll pray for this. And then someone will raise their hand and they'll just say unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but you literally just spoke it. You I spoke. have an unspoken prayer request. Like if but it Cole, is unspoken, just raise your hand and don't say anything. But Cole, guess what? Guess what unspoken means? Uh, means like help me stop masturbating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Nailed it in one. Like, what else would it mean? <laughs> yeah, what obviously. Else would it mean? <laughs> yeah. But I've heard, like, grown old people say it, too. Like, people, like, in their 50s and 60s. Yeah, you know 70s. what grown old people do, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they, like, care about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, this is just this is what you're getting, God. <laughs> like, they're not asking for prayer for it. <laughs> like it or not, this is point. what's happening. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're not all they're not all beat up about it. Hey, yeah. Yeah. hey now. Uh, um, so when we moved, we were going to a church that was kind of far away, and then we moved 
like further away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now on Sunday mornings, it's not that far. It's not, it's like a 30 minute drive. And then, um, but like anything during the week, like on a weeknight or whatever, it takes like 50 minutes to get over there. And yeah, then 50 minutes a to get home. Time. And even when we went there on Sunday, like your old church is the one we went to, I'm assuming last yeah. summer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's that not was close. not a short drive. No. So especially when you yeah, have a bunch so, of grown men in your minivan with you, like right. you did that day. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we were, you know, we were thinking about like just wanting, wanting Josiah to be at, like, to grow up going to a place that is like, yeah, that he feels like he belongs at, and then and he can like spend time there and stuff. Yeah, and then when he's old enough to go to like, you know, junior high things and stuff like that, we're not yeah. like pissed off that oh we have to drive gotcha. super so. far. Um, so that that was kind of the thinking of like finding, and I know that that like I'm sure to you it sounds like no, that's super like, weird. No, because the thing to like the thing for us is one function of of living in Utah and of not choosing where you go to church is that everyone's church is very close to their house. Right. So like I, you know, people outside of, I mean, in a lot of places, anywhere in the East, for example, you might be driving half hour to get to church in my church, but that is, that is unheard of out here, you know? Right. So I totally understand the want, the need to be closer to church, you know? Yeah. It's just weird to go. All right. So I guess we're going to, I mean, I think it's weird and I'm like used to, but it's like, we're, we're going to pick one now. And so yeah. like, that just seems, and then it's like, that is super weird. It's yeah. picking one. Yeah. The picking of the church is weird the pick, for me. Yes. You can pick your friends and you can pick your church, you know, but you can't f- pick your friends. Can't pick church. Your Jesus. So I'm wondering, are you liking you it laugh though? Or did the crisscross thing, like did that turn you off entirely? No, because I don't. Because like, I might never to, go back like, after an experience like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to like like that guy. I guess just call him Dwight. Yeah, <laughs> assistant to the pastor. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm wondering, and here's another weird thing. Cole is like, so Bernigan's because of the whole like, we want to welcome everyone. Like you uh-huh. said, like the potential client part. Yeah. So like, it's kind of a, like a normal thing now for like churches to not advertise their beliefs that are. Oh, interesting. That Yeah. That are like, uh, not socially acceptable. Divisive. Yeah. Yeah. They're, divisive. Like they're not putting out on their, right. on their main marquee. We hate gays or whatever. Exactly. So like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so as a result, then it's like, then it becomes this thing of like, it's a stupid game of like, you have to try to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Like so actually like, trying to figure out what they actually believe. And I was like, well, and I said to, I said to Kathy, like, why don't I just write down like a list of things and just like, you know, go talk to somebody and say, Hey, okay. I just need, I just need to know where you stand on these things. Not like, you know, I mean, it's not that any of them are things that like, are deal breakers breakers. necessarily, but like, do you think they're deal breakers if I believe them and I come here? Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's also like part of it is like, I don't know. We like, we have conversations between us three that we wouldn't feel comfortable having with a larger group because you just don't know where everyone stands. Like knowing where everyone stands is an important part of having, and I know that like, you're not going to church to like talk back and forth necessarily, but you do, on in lots of other contexts with him, I'm sure. Yeah, with the same people. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to be like at dinner with the pastor and be like, "Yeah, say something that you believe," and they're like, uh, "None of us believe that," and we all think you're going to hell now. <laughs> right. And have that be like after <laughs> like getting involved and like being there for two years, and then yeah, like, exactly. Okay. And then it's like, oh, but my son. And that's even like, I mean, that aspect of it I can relate to because that happens a lot. I mean, the aspect of like finding a church and trying to figure out their beliefs, I can't relate to personally, but in our church, there are just a lot of members who have those existential crises of like, I don't agree, you know, 
I'm a member of this yeah. church and I believe in it ostensibly, but I don't agree with this and that and this other policy. So where do I draw the line for myself? You know, and then you add in the fact of like, but I want my kids to grow up and the, you know, there's a bunch totally. of different things at play, which sucks. Yeah. But it's good too. Right guys. It's pretty good. Dude, guys, I want to talk about something. If it's not about church or people getting lung cancer, I don't want to hear it. (laughs) All right. Thanks for friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about something that happened to me recently. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And that is that I became excited. Is this an unspoken (laughs) request? I became excited. (laughs) When you say it happened to you, how involved were you in making it happen to you? Something that happened to me is that I became excited about not one, but two delay pedals in the same day. And I want to talk to you about them. The first one is one that you probably heard about, which is the Walrus Audio Mako Series D1. Have you heard of that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a cool little pedal, and it's fun, and I really appreciate the attack knob on it, and I played with it a little bit at... Um, does does at, everyone uh, agree that it's Winter pronounced Nam. Mako? I, I know that we were pretty... It, it def- is Mako, and here's how I know. Because it's M-A- If you go on their... No, if you go on their website and you look where it says Waller's Audio Mako series, there's a shark fin in the A. So it's like a Mako shark. How do you know the shark's oh, you called mean that? a Mako shark? Because that's what. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, a Mako shark. Oh, a Mako? You talking about Mako? Oh, you talking about Makos? <laughs> a Mako shark. Mm-hmm. No, the Mako shark. Okay. Mm. Did you know the short fin Mako is on record as the fastest swimming shark? I did really? not know that. Capable of bursts of speed of up to 18.8, this is a lot, 18.8 meters per second. Holy crap, dude. That's over 60 miles an hour. That is very fast. It just bursts, it's really fast. I mean, I could run 60 <laughs> miles an hour for a couple seconds. <laughs> I could fall <laughs> right? that fast, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know if my terminal velocity is that fast, if I'm just like free falling. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, anyway, that one's cool, but the one that I really want to talk about is this other pedal called the Delay Llama Extreme from Jam Pedals. Are you familiar with Jam Pedals? No. Uh, is it spelled just J-A-M? J-A-M, yeah. So Jam Pedals is... Um, oh, you a, mean Jam Pedals. <laughs> yeah, Jam. Oh, Jam. Jam. Oh, Jam. Jam. Jam pedals is uh they're from Athens, Greece, so they're a Greek pedal company. Oh. And they make a bunch of pedals that are pretty cool. Um there's one called the Rattler that's like a rat. Uh what else? I don't know what else they have. They have a bunch. They're probably a green overdrive. They have a green overdrive called the Greeny. Valve Yeller. The Valve Yeller. There's a retro vibe. There's a Waco. Waco? Waco, oh, Waco, Waco. It's spelled W-A-H-C-K-O. Waco. What? Like Waco? Yeah. But they flipped the H and A. Freaking Greeks, dude. There's a fuzz. They have a fuzz phrase pedal that's like, <laughs> it's like has like velvet on the outside. <laughs> what the crap? Wait, a fuzz. <laughs> Say that again. It's called fuzz phrase. I don't know. Is it like a form? Fuzz phrase. Fuzz phrase. I think it's like a play on Fuzz Face, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't know. Fuzz Phrase. They need to get like some P-H-R-A-S-E. consultants in there for their wordplay. They need to get some native yeah. English speakers to help them out with their <laughs> wordplay. They have one called the Ripley Fall. Ripley Fall? I think it's a reverb pedal. Maybe chorus. Oh, they do have a Tube Dreamer. Yikes. Tube Dreamer and a Lucy Dreamer. This sounds like double dreamer. These all sound like pedals that Phil would have come up with fake ads for. <laughs> Let me just say that their pedals are very Greek in name, <laughs> but they had a delay <laughs> llama, which is like a it's an analog delay um, that they've had out for a while. But this year they at Nam they 
introduced their new Dalai Lama Extreme, which is this really cool pedal that has um, it has as many knobs as it does foot switches, which is three. <laughs> three knobs, three foot switches. Okay, that is unusual. If it was just like one to one, then I would say like, yeah, that's I've seen that before. Phase ninety. <laughs> But the, it, the cool thing about it is it's a it's an analog delay, but it has presets on it, um, and because it has three chips, it has almost a full second of delay time. Oh, nice! Um, plus tap tempo. Is that like it's about like two hundred and fifty milliseconds per something like that, right? Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. So it's eight hundred milliseconds. But um, the cool thing is that it has like what they call extreme modes. So it's basically like different effects that they get that they achieve on the on the trails of it but it's not it's not digital it's not like another effect applied to it but they manipulate the delay trails in such a way that it creates these other effects Um, so it has like a vibrato effect that you can do where the two i think maybe multiple chips are doing different things at the same time um you can do tape age which is like a little bit of warble and some like distortion and then they have a pitch shift one. Then the pitch shift one is really cool because you can choose like the intervals of the pitch shift. Um, anyway, it's really fun, and I played with it, and I super want one now. And I'm how, back into delay. How pedals. much are these pedals? It's three hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Holy crap! <laughs> That's not cheap. That is not, not what cheap. I was expecting. I mean, not that like I had not. I was, you know, that could have gone either way, just based on what you had told us so far. Yeah, I, when I saw it, I expected it to be like. Two ninety nine or less, like two seventy nine, two ninety nine, or like sixty dollars. If you're telling me like this new company oh, like that super cheap, maybe you haven't heard of, has a whole line of pedals. I would. I oh, they've been around of, for a while though. I think. Yeah. So like the fact that I haven't heard of them is is completely a function of me, obviously. Like yeah. Just being ignorant. But I always thought of them as like a really small boutique company, and I never knew that they were like actually cool. <laughs> until I went to their booth this year. Because, you know, there's always, like, brands coming oh, up. Oh, totally. You see an overdrive from a brand, and you're like, whatever. And if it's, it's just, overdrive. like, some Premier Guitar article, like, you don't know anything other than yeah, this is yeah. a pedal that exists, you know? Yeah. Other custom shop stuff is all, like, steampunk. <laughs> it's weird. Oh. Did we... We haven't talked about them before, have we? No. So their custom shop stuff looks a lot like the what is it, Btronics? You know that brand? Yes. Mm. It looks a lot like that where it's like kind of old like distressed industrial kind of look. Nice. Post apocalyptic. I I say nice, like I probably wouldn't like it if I saw it, but <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like I'll be honest, I'd probably hate it, but you know. Yeah, this this pedal is really cool. The Delay Llama Extreme. It's just unique. It's like unique in that it does a lot of stuff, but the controls are still very simple. Like you really only have three controls. You have the time, the mix, and like I think like the amount of effect or something on it. But so it's not like like something like the um, well, even like the Mako, where it has like six different. The D one has like six. Yeah. knobs on it so you control everything this one's kind of like set it and forget it but it does weird stuff and i liked it so that's, that's all cool. this episode is brought to you of course like every episode by sinusoid pro audio couture i first heard of sinusoid a million years ago when they introduced their sliver patch cables up until that point you basically had two options for patch cables you had really big things that took up a ton of space or you had solderless cables, which are sometimes unreliable. People have weird feelings about them. But the sliver kind of melded those two things together and gave us a new generation of patch cable. It's essentially the smallest soldered connector around, which makes it perfect for almost every situation. Whether you're a home musician, a touring, working muso, a studio player, or you just want your board to look good, the sliver is there. It's tiny. It's reliable. It's pretty dang close to being the perfect patch cable. Uh, they also come in lots of fun colors. You can give an orange, green, red, yellow, blue, or the tried and true black. If you haven't tried them yet, check them out. 
sinusoid.com. Look for the slivers. They really are the coolest patch cables around. I still, I got another, sorry, I'm looking around to look at the pedal. I got another faux tape echo. I think it's like the third one I've owned, and I always go back to it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I just like the way it sounds. What keeps bringing you back? I don't know. I like, I've, I just really like the way it sounds, I think, and I could probably, I think it's just simple enough. Like, ironically, you know, we talk about how, like, Strymon's really good at making presets that work really well, but, like, Uh the LCAP doesn't have presets, and you can get pretty wild with the LCAP. You still have one of those, don't you, Phil? It has, like, one preset, right? Yes. Yeah, but it's not like... it doesn't have presets. It's not like like, one of their big box pedals where it's, like, you can scroll through 100 presets and they all sound cool or whatever. Yeah, it's just a favorite switch. It's not even like a pre. Well, it does come out of the box with a favorite setting, I guess. But, um, yeah. But I think I don't know. I didn't that pedal. I wanted to like it, and I got that and replaced my first faux tape echo with it, and it just with never, the L cap. Yeah, and it never clicked with me. But tons of people still. I mean, that's still on a ton of boards. I still don't think I've ever actually played one. Do you use it a ton when you play, Phil? Um, yeah, actually. Yeah, because that seems like the type of pedal that, you know, sounds good. And, um, (laughs) I promise I'm not trying to bring it back to the new church that we're going to, but it just so happens that the dude leading worship, um, his small board, um, I went up and, uh, took a gander at it Mm -hmm. and, um, too long gander at a small board yeah (laughs) um and he has he has an l cap and and i asked him i was like uh what did you use it at all what song did you use it for and um every song and he had he's like yeah i keep it like really really subtle on all the time (laughs) (laughs) my goal is for you to not be able to know that it's on so there's like but there's like a really subtle like Swelly war- warble, yeah, yeah. Swelly warble, that's Sw- cool. Swelly warble, yeah. I went to high almost like a like warble. a subtle like vibrato effect. Yeah, more yes. than even like a real delay. Yeah, that's cool. I went to this uh, youth camp over the weekend. Um, we know you want to show because they, they invited me to come like speak at one of the sessions. Um, anyway. The guitar player that was in like the their worship band was like um he had two of that um what is it the the oh GFI systems the specular tempest have you seen that oh, one oh yes where it can it does like delay and reverb depending on how you have it set yeah or delay or reverb I think yeah rather. yeah um, so anyway he had two of those I was like that's kind of crazy that's but like the people. Cool. That's like when you see people with multiple H9s on their board. Yeah, like it makes sense, but it seems like overkill, but also yeah. makes sense at the same time. Right. Yeah, like it's only it's only not overkill because you can only have one effect at a time. And like yeah, it yeah. makes sense that once you get used to that pedal, you might as well keep using it or whatever. Right, yeah. Or if you like really like two different settings. Yeah, yeah. And one's a delay and one you want to use them at the same time. So so speaking of multiple settings, you guys ready for this? <laughs> what is mm-hmm. it? I'm going to talk about a thing that I purchased. So I have... Is it guitar related? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's guitar related. It's guitar pedal. It's one I was going to say, if not, I have a pedal to talk about to you. But go oh. ahead. Oh, sorry, Aaron. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> you wanted to talk about something. So I was looking at getting... A multi-switch. So I have a Strymon Iridium. And when I went to play uh-huh. with my band the other night, not to brag, I'm in a band. It's kind of a big deal. We played at an old folks' home nine months ago. That's nice. the last gig we had. Oh, no, we played at a climbing gym it was a as v- well. It was a VA or something. For four people. Yeah, dude. And that was like, and they paid us like $900. That's actually the That's most dope. legitimate gig we've ever had. Was it a, a VA old folks home? So, 
Um, I got I got an Iridium, right? So I went and jammed, and I was trying a bunch of different settings. We were kind of it was kind of like a songwriting session more than anything else. Um, and I was sitting down, so I was in a position where I could just be like bending over, messing with knobs and stuff. Oh, you know, and then also adjusting my pedal. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And uh, and I really liked the different. Like the Vox model on it, Vox amps, and I remember this from I it, and my main amp for a while was AC15. That's actually the first tube amp I owned, and it it breaks up in a really cool way, but also like it's pretty temperamental with like where you set the drive setting. Hmm. Like it can go from pretty clean to pretty distorted like quickly. Oh, like really quick. Yeah. And then the Marshall model on the Iridium sounds so cool. So I was thinking, like, yeah, it'd be cool because you can it, – it has a bunch of presets on it that you can use. So Strymon makes this thing called a multi-switch plus and mm-hmm. just has three foot switches on it, and it lets you access three presets. But it's, like, 150 bucks. <clears throat> so then I got looking, and I found this video that I'm pretty sure it's – it's Joel Corti that's making, <laughs> that's just like filming this video. But he's basically showing you how to use a fave switch, which is the Chase Bliss. Oh, nice. They're little tiny MIDI controller. It's like the size uh, of a mini pedal. So, yeah, like one of those finger pedals. Yeah. Is that a thing people say? Finger pedals? No. That's not a thing <laughs> anyone's ever said. I like mean, there might, pedal. there might be like an instrument that has something called a finger pedal, but not it's shaped like a finger. It's like the size of a finger. It's what Maybe I think your of. finger. Like, it's a like the size of Josh leg. Scott's finger. <laughs> Except shorter. Yeah. It's like the size of one of Josh Scott's like knuckles, you know, if a finger was a thumb. Exactly. Or a big toe. I like that. Or a big, that's oh, my favorite yeah. saying. If a finger, <laughs> if a finger was, was a, thumb, a thumb, we'd all have a happy Christmas. <laughs> um so so the fave switch the way it works it it just has one foot switch and it basically it lets you it lets you bank through three presets so just like each press well there's like an offsetting or like a live like switch back to whatever the knobs are doing but mm. then it lets you bank through two presets at a time and then if you hold it down it jumps banks so it can go through as many as six presets with just this little tiny foot switch and and there's this 10 minute long video that basically shows you exactly how to set it up to use it with Strymon pedals so like the the videos for the Sunset or the Riverside one of their drive pedals but if it, it functions the same way on the on the Iridium so I ordered one of those and I'm pretty excited to try it out so oh, you haven't got it yet no and actually I plan on ordering one. I made an offer on one on Reverb, and the person hasn't replied. But you can, but so the the Strymon one's like 150 bucks or something, and the Fave switch is like 70 or 80 dollars brand new. So you can get them on Reverb oh, cool. for like 60 bucks. And there's a lot more of them out there. Because I, I you think could do more than six. I thought it had like, I mean, maybe not. I was thinking of something else, I guess, but. Oh no! I was thinking backwards. I know you like with Chase Bliss, you can use up to like a hundred different MIDI exactly. settings or whatever. But and actually on the Iridium, switch on the Iridium, you can do the same thing. And all it's I doing think anything is MIDI really you yeah. can. And it is just no a MIDI controller, to. but it's just a MIDI controller that can only send like the six program yeah, change messages or whatever. So That's it's cool. Simplified, yeah. And there's like a little, you know, there's like this little jumper that you have to change on the inside, and a few other things you have to do. But he walks through the whole process. It's kind of cool. Um, so I'm excited to check that out and does it have any like little toggles on it or is it just the foot switch oh it does so it lets you kind of manually choose Mm -hmm. so like one of the toggles lets you choose if you're switching between both presets in that bank or just one or the other and Mm -hmm. turning it on and off so basically lets you like limit the amount you're jumping through and the other toggle lets you like manually choose what bank you're on rather than having to hold down the foot switch so, right. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty ingenious. Like if you were to come to me and say, Hey, I want, I want to be able to choose six presets or a handful yeah. of presets with one foot switch. 
like it's a pretty good way of doing it. It's really well yeah, thought out. and once you like figure out where everything is, like switching between them shouldn't be that totally difficult. And the way it works is like the the LED, like it has two LEDs, and so the colors of each one tell you like oh, one yeah, of them. Yeah. It's either blank, red, or green, and red is one, yeah. and green is two, and blank is zero. You know, so it's like once you do it for two minutes, you'll you kind of figure it out. Yeah, that's cool. So I took I took my little board and. It's always a pain because I have to just like bring a couple one spots or whatever I want to do. So it made me think I want to get one of those Mutron battery powered things that Matt Hoops had when we were at NAM. Cuz they're Yeah, like it's just like a, is it rechargeable? Bucks. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, it's basically it's just a rechargeable like a power bank you have for your phone, but it has a 9 yeah. volt output. That's cool. So I'm going to get one of those. Which really, that's it. probably all you have to do is just take the same thing and just add the 9-volt output to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not you, like a completely new piece of technology. No, and I'm sure they're just, like, OEMing it from somebody. Because you can I, – I had one a long time ago. I had to use, like, an inverter because the 9-volt was meant to charge, like, a laptop or something. And so it wasn't oh, – yeah. it was, like, center positive instead of center negative. And by the way, I want – uh, this podcast is center positive. I yeah, that absolutely. Known. Um, so, yeah, but apparently Matt was saying he's never had any noise issues with it or anything. I'll be interested to see if, because the Iridium, you know, it's a digital pedal that pulls a decent amount of current. So I'll be interested to see if you run into any noise with it. But but I'm going to try it out because it will fit under the mini board, I think, pretty pretty cleanly. Oh, nice. Matt? If you're listening, write us a letter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. First of yeah, all, just tell email. us you're listening. Validate us. No, Validate don't send us what an email. we're putting out into the world. Find well, a piece I mean, of paper. Like an email in the but in the mail. Like, write an email and then print it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then mail it to us. Yeah, I'd prefer a handwritten letter. I think that's what I'm saying. Write an email and then hand print the contents of oh, the email. Oh, okay, okay. Like hand, like dictate. Well, not dictate it, but like yeah. dictate to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're Transcribe. not supposed to dictate yourself. No, tra- that's unspoken. Unspoken. <laughs> send us an unspoken email. How about send us an unspoken letter? I like it. Send us an unspoken email Done. of you dictating to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good title. Have <laughs> you guys dictation? Did, have you guys ever watched? I think I've talked about my brother, my brother and me. Yes, um, you have. They they had this video <laughs> series called Monster Factory where they would play video games and they would use the character creators to just make the most hideous people they could. You know. <laughs> And it was really okay. funny, but every once in a while they'll make jokes about Reliant K and Jars of Clay and stuff like that. And other like stereotypical Christian bands from the 90s. And it made me mm-hmm. feel really cool when they were joking about Reliant K. And I'm like, hey, I know who they are now. And I know one of those people. <laughs> I still don't really know any of their songs or anything, though. So Matt, if you're listening, send me some free CDs. I don't want to. I don't want to take the time to look them that's up the on easiest, Spotify. That's the easiest way for me to YouTube. consume their music. It's for him to mail me CDs. <laughs> I can't think of a better way. <laughs> no. No. I, and just and just to double check, it is Reliant K, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We just, yeah, I just wasn't into that scene. I missed There's out. There's a song called Marilyn Manson Ain't My Girlfriend. Is that a real thing? Yeah. No. I mean, it's a real song. He didn't really eat that. anyone's <laughs> girlfriend. I don't think it's a real thing that happened. <laughs> he should have gone to jail for that. I guess maybe it was like, maybe that was like in her last will and testament. She like died of natural causes or something, but she's like, I want to donate my body to science, the science of Marilyn Manson eating me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> to the science of cannibalism, <laughs> guys. I have a new thing. Holy crap! In my life, 
Oh, sorry. What the heck? Dude. Sorry. My volume jumped up. Yes, it did. I have a new thing. In a pretty amazing way. It's done that a couple times, and we've been trying to talk about it on the DL, but that one was particularly fun. On the DM. Guys, I have a few things I want to talk about. All right. I'm sorry. And then he breathed really heavily. I'm sorry we're having fun at your expense. Okay. That's not what I ever wanted this to be. Oh. Well, you reap what you sow. <laughs> I'll put a quarter in the jar. Or take a quarter out. I can't remember how that works. can't remember the exchange. You take all the quarters out. <laughs> a quarter Then you get to spend them on something for yourself? Like a treat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a treat? Like a treat? <laughs> A little treat. Like a trick. Dude. Quarters ain't nothing but tricks and hoes, you know? Hmm. So tell us, Aaron, about this uh, (laughs) piece of guitar gear. It's not guitar gear. I got a new microphone cable from Sinusoid. Um, I was talking to... to James about needing wanting a new microphone cable like a short one for podcasting and then he messaged me he's like hey you want that thing tell me what you want and I'll make it that's how he starts all of his emails to me hey you want that thing (laughs) so I did and he did Um, and it's uh, it's cool because it's like bright yellow and it's only like four feet long so it just goes from my (laughs) microphone I don't know. I didn't know what you were going to say. From my microphone to my interface. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I recall a time a couple years ago where I said, I think I want Sinusoid to make me a really short XLR cable. And I believe the three of you, you told me I was dumb and stupid. But you want me to tell you why? Because I remember the whole thing. Yeah. What did you want the cable for? Do you? Phil? What did you want the cable for? Yeah. Tell us, Aaron. You wanted it for now. You wanted the you wanted the cable so you could interview people with a three foot XLR cable. <laughs> like a freaking creep. I want it for a stationary thing so it's clean. <laughs> like a freaking creep. <laughs> Both creeps. Uh well stupid. You so were the th- you were it wasn't a stupid the person. cable that we said was a bad idea. It you was were the usage our... that you had planned for it. Hmm. Okay. So another thing that I've been uh <laughs> <laughs> um I've See been this? playing with Hear about this thing though? I've been playing with the Earthquaker devices, um what's it called? The plumes. Plume. I got my hands on the plumes. Mm-hmm. On a plumes. On a plumes, yeah. And I really like it a lot. I should have plugged in the one that I owned at that one point. It's a really cool, like, tube screamery type pedal. Mm. What do you like about it? I like that it... Um, well, one thing that I like about most... One thing that I always like on a, a drive pedal is when it has when it has like a, a diode lift, so you can not have any soft clipping. Um, and this one has a setting like that. That's really cool, and the gain structure is kind of gritty in a fun way. Um, but it's also like very sensitive, so if you're playing light, you know, it's like crispy, but not like super dirty, but then you can really dig into it and get nice. dirt, 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 dirty. Um, and then it has like a couple other settings that are more traditional tube screamer that I don't ever use. I didn't realize there was that much stuff in that pedal. Well, it just has like a three has a clipping. Oh, that's right. Selector. So you can do symmetrical, asymmetrical or no soft clipping. 
that's rad. That's all. Do you, you set man. it like this? Do you set it like that? Tell me which way you like that. It's a song. So I got that Fellows guitar, you know? Yeah. Brian Fellows. And yeah. I already put a ding in it. You I did? Put my, I put my ding in it. In like the input jack or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a hot, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Um, <laughs> and and I was okay with it and I was proud of myself for that. It's kind of right on the top of the body, like down on the lower bout, but like on the face facing up at you while you're playing it, you know? And I genuinely don't know how I did it, but it's kind of just like, you know, cracked the paint a tiny bit. It's there now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm okay with that. And I was like, hey, because it has like a really thin finish on it. And so, mm-hmm. in theory, if I if I actually play it sometimes, which is, you know, there's potential for that to happen. Uh, I'll, you know, wear through the finish eventually or something. That's what's going to happen, but yeah. You relic it yourself. Yeah. But I really do like that guitar. The, you're, you gotta figure your crap out, Aaron. It is (laughs) completely wild. Um, All right. I just won't talk anymore. Go ahead. Uh, the the pickups, I'm almost positive are out of phase, but I kind of like it. So I'm debating. Like I'm sure if I want him to, he'll send me a new one. You know, a new one of the two pickups, and then they will be in phase. But I might just keep it the way it is for now, because. That the two pickups are pretty similar sounding, anyways, and I'm assuming that the two together in phase would also be fairly similar sounding. You know, it's kind of like a strat where it's like you might as well do something weird because because all three of the pickups are fairly similar. <laughs> yeah, like you might as well do some like weird, you know, out of phase thing or put two of them in series or something. Or put a ding in it. If you gotta, you know, if you gotta put your ding in it, then that's what you gotta do. There's no shame yeah. in that, certainly. Not to me. <laughs> I mean, to a lot of people there is, I guess. Probably. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I feel like I've been carrying things tonight, you guys. You guys need to freaking pull your weight. Uh, No. Talked about Mako. Talked about... Llama. You made that pretty great fat joke. Talked about, about me, plumes. Which I appreciated. <laughs> what was it? Was that on the recording? I talked what? about church. <laughs> when you said really, that's the main thing you can say. Uh, I did. That was on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great joke. It was a very good joke. <laughs> I'm not I haven't forgiven you for that yet, by the way. That's, that's fine. a joke you made. If you don't forgive me, you're going to burn in hell, so it's on you. <laughs> Dang it. You got me there. <laughs> Can I ask for an unspoken request to help me yeah. forgive you for making That's a bad spoken. joke Spoken, you spoke me? it. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> you can't speak the unspoken. Then it's just a request. Just a regular old request. Mm-hmm. How many times has, like, a spouse, like, they're having a fight because one of them screwed up, like, one of them is unfaithful in some way, and then the other spouse gets up and is like, hey, I have an unspoken request, and then, like, glares at their spouse while they're saying that, knowing that <laughs> it's like, my, re- my request is for my spouse to quit sleeping around or whatever. <laughs> Ouch. Like, you know that. Often. Happens, right? I would assume many times. <laughs> so many, many, many times. times. But I think it's more common amongst like young people. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Because adults handle their own business. Right. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing that, to get passed down. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a weird tradition. 
Well, because the younger kids show up and then <laughs> they hear the like, older kids say it. Do you have a prayer request? The older just kids, say no. You know, get older yeah. and move move on. Or just don't say anything. But then those younger kids, <laughs> they become older just kids. Say or just like, like when you're, when you're saying, Facebook. when you're praying, just be like, hey, <laughs> shout out to everyone here who's got something irking them. <laughs> you know, like people on Facebook right? will post like, oh, I just can't believe people sometimes. Dude, it's the worst. And I had the hardest day to today. Them, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about it. It's yeah. like, oh, you don't. You could have fooled me. Seems like that's the only <laughs> thing you want to do right now. I just want you to beg me to talk about it. I don't want to actually talk about <laughs> it. It's so like, so pathetic. Well, that's great. I'm glad you had all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Was that generic enough? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad those things were something <laughs> thanks for saying those things oh, dude, all the that was a lot of good words had. you said <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> oh i wanted to talk about that free burrito but have you gotten to play with it much we can talk about it next time yeah let's talk about it next time i now know that mine's not broken and that i'm just a stupid stupid man but no I dude i got to the house and i plugged one plugged one in and i was like this things either sucks or is completely broken sucks but <laughs> yeah i don't understand why it's like a really come it's a really bad decision to have the gate <laughs> to send them in that setting to, yes like if yeah, you're I going know. to put the gatedness on a knob that is not obviously a knob freaking turn it all the way down before you ship the pedal <laughs> don't crank it all the way up oh yeah, my gosh <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous i want to i bet albert did it i bet I albert just went through all of them and like turned them all up i wonder what a jerk. we'll have to ask if you're wondering what we're talking about you'll have to tune in next time yeah if on the off chance that you're actually hearing this right now on the off chance that we actually remember to talk about it as well <laughs> well that was actually kind of a fun episode i didn't hate it yeah but i guess phil's not coming back so for phil eisenhower i'm aaron abubo and thanks i'm for cole duke <laughs> thanks for friendship uh <laughs> thanks for friendship thanks for friendship <laughs> oh no oh there he is again here i am i don't know what happened. two phil's phil we're ending thanks for friendship thanks for friendship <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>